We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Sixth Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Silvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Bye, fans. For fans, go magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is Thursday, September 29th, 2022. If you're brand new to the Six Man Show, I'm producer Kevin. If you are a regular listener of the show, you'll already know that the show is off to a totally different start than usual. Uh, Jonathan Osborne, Luke Sylvia are two normal hosts of the show. Uh, obviously, they live in Florida and are currently you know, undergoing Hurricane Ian. And so Jonathan actually right now doesn't have power. Uh, Luke is probably going to lose power any moment. Uh, but regardless, you know, uh, they're, they're out, they're down for the count for this episode. And so this is one of the few times that me living in Georgia has actually been good for the show, uh, because you're stuck with me, producer Kevin for, for today's episode. You know, we thought long and hard about whether we were going to do an episode or not. And we just thought, um, you know, obviously we have also a lot of listeners that aren't in the state of Florida. So we want to get an episode out for them, but also, um, those that are in Florida and that maybe have power and, and still have cell signal or whatever, uh, they might, might want a little pick me up in the midst of kind of the doldrums of, of hurricane time, obviously. And so first and foremost, before we get into any of that, obviously our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's been affected by hurricane Ian, especially those in Southwest Florida who has just been, you know, battered today uh, by the storm. It's been kind of crazy. And so obviously we are a basketball podcast, an Orlando magic basketball podcast, and we're going to talk about that, but obviously have to, you have to share that, you know, our thoughts are with you guys. Uh, continuing to talk about the six man show here. I, I also just want to give us, give a shout out to, to Jonathan. Uh, I think Jonathan had a 243 episode streak on the show. For those that don't know, Jonathan founded the show, uh, over three years ago and has been on every single episode. This is episode number 244. So Jonathan had a 243 episode streak, uh, and he's honestly, I genuinely bummed that he cannot be on the show today. Um, and so what I'd, I'd love for, for our listeners out there, uh, just show some love to Jonathan on his social medias, you know, reach out to him and just show him, you know, show him some love and appreciation for, you know, being the Iron Man 243 straight episodes, obviously all, all good things, all streaks got to come to an end. And so uh, unfortunately for Jonathan, this is the end of his six man show episode streak but like i said show him some love he's real bummed but uh you know i'm sure that'll be a nice pick me up for him uh like i said we kind of went back and forth about whether to do an episode at all 
Um, because, you know, obviously hurricane is a, a lot of impact for a lot of our listeners. And some people may not be able to listen to this episode because of lack of power or cell, cell service or whatever. But we know we've got a lot of, of listeners outside of the state of Florida, even outside the United States, you know, our listeners over in Europe and such. And so we really want to get an episode out for them. And also for, for the people that are actually in the storm right now, if you do still have power or have cell signal, you know, I grew up in central Florida. And so uh, I kind of know what it's like to be hunkered down for several days for a hurricane. It can be kind of uh, monotonous. And so uh, maybe, you know, if you've still got power and cell signal, you know, Thursday when this episode comes out, um, you'll be able to, you know, listen through a little bit of magic basketball talk. So you're stuck with me. I'm flying solo. So it's just you and me and a little bit of Orlando magic basketball conversation. But we're super glad that you're joining us today. Now, a couple of things I want to talk through before we talk about the Orlando Magic in the season that's right around the corner. Uh, coming up on Friday, October 14th, uh, we are having a little preseason uh, you know, get-together at the Amway Center to watch uh, the last preseason game up against the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're kind of doing a six-man show fan section type thing. So if you're still, uh, if you're interested in going to check that game out, uh, we are uh, partnering up with John McCall, who's one of the uh, the ticket guys for uh, for the Orlando Magic. He's gotten us kind of this, this opportunity to make this kind of six-man show fan section over the course of a couple sections in the lower bowl. And I'll just say, you cannot get in the lower bowl for cheaper than for the prices for this game. Like it's preseason and John McCall's hooked us up with this, you know, kind of fan section opportunity. And so definitely want to want, want you to uh, check that out. Come join uh, the six man show at this preseason game. Again, that's Friday, October 14th. That's against the Cleveland Cavaliers. If you are interested, you can buy tickets at FIVO.me slash the six man show. That is F E V O dot M E slash the six man show. Uh, we've also had several people ask us if we're going to do anything for opening night of the regular season. And the answer is yes, we absolutely are. We're still currently working on the details of what that's going to look like, but we will definitely be throwing a watch party for opening night, which is October 19th, you know, since it will be a road game in Detroit. Um, so stay tuned for more information on that. You definitely want to be with fellow Orlando Magic fans as we get to witness the debut of Paolo Bancaro and Caleb Houston and really this whole 22-23 Orlando Magic team. And so, like I said, uh, just kind of mark that on your calendar. We are going to do a watch party for sure for that. Last uh, little bit of of news, of business here to do, excuse me. Uh, We've got, obviously, our patrons. If if you're kind of new to the show, we do have a Patreon. uh, And these are people that that financially support the show. We we literally couldn't do the show and continue to grow the show without them. They're super important. And so each and every episode, we shout out our Hall of Fame tier patrons. And I'm going to do that right now. And and just to mix it up, I'm doing an alphabetical order. You know, a little bit different than Jonathan. It's going to be great. Here we go. We got Armin, Bailey, Bobby Skinner, Breadhead, Brian Leggins, uh, Carson Tulo, Court Cousins, Danimal Drum, Dedo 15, Dylan Holden, Franz Goaded for Show, Goaty 93, I'm Ron Burgundy, Jonathan Borges, Little Penny, Magic Player History, Michael Salapong, uh, Migzors, who uh, just recently upgraded to the Hall of Fame patron level, Mr. Mikey, Nate Donnelly, Norm L., uh, uh, Pierre A, uh, Ryan Singh, Teddy Sylvia, The Distract, and Wiffle. Once again, we, we thank uh, our Hall of Fame patrons so much and all of our patrons for uh, helping make uh, this, this show possible. We really appreciate it. So when we laid out the schedule for uh, the six-man show for this week, you know, normally we come out with episodes on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, for, for the episodes this week, we thought, you know, we'll, we'll do an episode on Tuesday that'll recap Media Day. And then our episode on Thursday, we'll get to recap two days 
of training camp. And of course, you know, Hurricane Ian has impacted a lot of things, and it also impacted the Orlando Magic this week. The Magic held their normal Tuesday uh, training camp, you know, uh, that was a full, full normal training camp schedule, two a day. Uh, they had two practices yesterday, as I'm recording this on Wednesday. And then today, uh, they canceled all, all practices altogether, and, and, can- and practices are canceled until further notice. So we don't really know when the team is going to get back into the gym, into the new Advent Health Training Center, I should say, uh, and and get back to the whole, the whole training camp routine. Um, so, like I said, when we laid out the schedule, we thought today we'd be able to talk about two different days of, of training camp and two different media availabilities after those. And, and, you know, like I said, different schedule, things change, but we were able to, to get media availability after um, part of uh, tr- the first day of training camp, Tuesday's training camp. And, and the Orlando Magic put out over, you know, 20 minutes of, of uh, interviews with, you know, I think it was Mosley and Franz and Jalen and Paolo. I think those were the three players that were in there. And so definitely go check that out. It's kind of cool to hear recaps of, you know, the first day, uh, at least part of the first day of training camp. But it's still, you know, kind of interesting. You know, when you think about a month ago, even six weeks ago, things were looking really, really good for, for the Magic going into, into training camp and in the preseason. And while things still look very good, a lot has changed over the last several weeks. You think about Gary Harris, you know, with with the meniscus injury, and you know he's been held out of training camp, at least the full drills and the full participation. But participation, but it has been good to see some of some of the guys, uh, some of the riders, Kobe Price and others, have shown that he is at least on the floor. He's doing his own private workouts and shooting and all that kind of stuff. And so, but it is still good to see him on the floor. Uh, I, there's nothing you know visible on his knee or anything like that that, that at least I saw. And so hopefully he's he's closer to uh, returning than maybe we initially thought he might be. So you have the Gary Harris injury. Then you have the Markel Fultz injury, right? You know, he uh, fractures his toe, stubbed his toe at home or whatever it is. And so you add him to the list. And then uh, now, I guess another thing you could also add is the whole Jonathan Isaac news. You know, maybe a month ago, a lot of us thought maybe that J.I. would be ready to go or at least closer to, to ready to go at the start of training camp than he is. But we find out from Jeff Weltman at Media Day um, that he's not even participating in, in you know, the, the full team drills. Once again, kind of like Gary Harris, he's doing his own thing, his own private solo workouts and those kinds of things, but not with the team. So you got Gary, you got Markel, you got Jonathan Isaac. And then this week you add the hurricane, Hurricane Ian, that kind of derails uh, what the Magic had planned as far as training camp goes. So not an ideal start to this 22-23 season for the Magic, but spirits are still very high. Uh, around this team and, and in the organization. That's one of the things I know we already talked about, but media day on Monday, uh, very high positive outlook for the team this this upcoming season. That's that's coming straight from the players themselves. They really believe that uh, this has the potential to be a, a really cool year in Orlando. And so definitely excited to see how that goes. But like I said, a little bit of shaky start uh, when it comes to training camp and injuries and all those kinds of things, but hopefully we can get those out of our system uh, now as opposed to later on in the season. Uh, coming off of Media Day, I, I got to be at Media Day with, with Jonathan. Uh, I was kind of thinking about this team, and and we're biased at the six-man show. We we don't really uh, shy away from that. We, we, we don't want to be too biased on the level of crazy, but at the end of the day, this is an Orlando Magic podcast. We are diehard Orlando Magic fans, and so in some ways we're going to be biased about this team. So I was thinking about media day and I was thinking, I think there's a chance that the Orlando magic might be the biggest mystery in the entire league this season. I really, the more I think about it, the more I think that might be true. There's a lot of mystery around this team. 
And I'm going to kind of talk through some of these. And a lot of these, I'm going to be asking a lot of questions that I have no answer to. No answer to these. And I don't think most people, most people don't have an answer to these. But they're the biggest questions, I think, that kind of surround this team. And, and all of them combined kind of make this team, in my opinion, maybe the most mysterious team in the entire league. Maybe, maybe a better phrase is the biggest question mark in the league. I think there's a wide range of how this team could fare over the course of this 82-game NBA season. And I think a lot of people are completely un- uncertain about where they might fall in that. Uh, but as I was saying, at, at Media Day, we were going through all the different player interviews. And so how it goes is, uh, you know, the players go to different stations. And they, they come to the media station. So they stand there and we ask questions and all those things. And as the day went on, we had several of the guys, you know, all all of the the main core of, of the Magic, you know, were present. The only guys that didn't come talk to us were some of the like Exhibit 10 type guys. Uh, but but the main kind of core of the roster, you know, each each and every one came in, came in and spoke. And once we got, you know, further and further into this, you know, player number six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and so forth, it, it started to hit me. I'm like, man, there's a lot of very talented, capable young players on this team. And every single one of them expects to play this season. And most of them expect to play a a crucial role on this team, you know, an important role uh, with with the team. And so it's interesting when you think about even just starting through positions, you know, bigs and guards, and, and you think about, you know, uh, you know, Paolo expects to play, obviously. Franz expects to play. Wendell expects to play. And then you keep going, you go, I think Mo expects to play. I think... Maybe even Mo Wagner expects to play. I think Chuma expects to play. Um, I think maybe Admiral Schofield even expects, you know, to get some playing time. Um, and then you keep going and you're like, well, let me think about the guards, you know. Markel expects to play. Cole expects to play. Jalen expects to play. Terrence expects to play. Gary expects to play. RJ expects to play. And, you know, you just go on and on and on. And you're like, wait a second, this is impossible. Not everyone could play. And that's not even counting a guy like Jonathan Isaac, who when he's back, he expects to play. And so I'm I'm just sitting there thinking, literally, I'm in the Advent Health Training Facility, standing there on, on the, the parquet practice floor. And I'm like, how is this going to work? You know, it's something we've talked about on the show from time to time. But when you look at the grand scheme of this roster, you look at the guys, um, like, like kind of, I, t- I talked about earlier, the, that core, that foundational group of guys that we expect to be a part of this team this season. Um, you know, it's like, man, how are all these guys going to play? How is this going to work? And, and honestly, I just, I am not envious of coach Mosley. You know, when you think about what kind of magic he has to work, no pun intended to obviously first and foremost, his job is to, is to produce a winning basketball team, but you know, a big part of his job also is navigating the complexities of having a lot of talented guys on his team. And, and there's a lot of personality in there and a lot of emotions, a lot of guys, you know, when you think about um, NBA players over the course of their entire career, you know, before the NBA, they're the the best at their level, you know, when they're in high school and AAU, they are the best. And because they're the best, they go play, you know, maybe at a major college or they go, you know, in the case of, some other guys, you know, RJ went to 
uh, went to New Zealand and you got, um, you know, maybe someone like Devin Kennedy who, um, didn't get all that many offers, you know, coming, you know, out of high school into college. So played at Princeton, but regardless, each one of those guys, once they got to that next level in college, they were the best at that level. And because they were the best at that level, they got to go to the NBA. And now that they're in the NBA, that's where things might change for them. You know, and, and that can't be an easy um, thing to navigate, you know, both internally for those players, but also as a, as a collective. And Coach Mosley and his staff have the responsibility, the duty uh, to to navigate that uh, all while ultimately, like we said, going for the goal of producing a winning team. And so there's a lot. That's a lot to handle, a lot to juggle, um, and I'm certainly not jealous of, like I said, of that coaching staff for for that job that they have to do, but. Uh, that's one of the biggest mysteries of this team, you know, is, is the fact we don't know exactly how it's going to shake out. And especially Jamal Mosley, you know, this is his second year, you know, he's, he's got one year under his belt. You know, we expect him to kind of learn, um, from some of his, you know, experiences in year one, as we go into year two, uh, one of the things we, we saw a lot out of, out of Mosley in year one was the big lineup, you know, like Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. together to uh mostly you know good success i think a lot of people myself included were kind of skeptical once he rolled that lineup out uh during the preseason of last season but then you know it it turned out to be pretty good and so you wonder how does that play into his you know construction of the roster and especially you know kind of minutes you know distribution when you think about that lineup versus you know maybe a wendell and paolo you know you know big men kind of lineup and so Lots of question marks. And then obviously when Jonathan Isaac is back, how does that play into it? And so that's probably the the biggest mystery among this entire team is what does, you know, what does the depth chart look like? What are the minute breakdowns kind of thing for the, for the different guys? And so that's going to be interesting, a tough thing to navigate. Um, like I said, not just from the basketball side, but also from the relational side, you know, you don't want to be hurting guys feelings, but also at some point guys are going to have to accept their roles on this team for, for what they are. And ultimately if the culture is good, which it is right now, it's very good. Uh, great team chemistry, great morale. If the culture is good, that can be the foundation for some of those tough decisions that are going to have to come over the next couple of weeks. Um, if the culture is good, then the guys that are, you know, maybe in a role playing role, as opposed to maybe a starter role or a featured role, uh, those guys are likely more, are I should say more likely to accept maybe a reduced role because the team chemistry and morale is good and winning cures all, right? If Jamal Mosley and his team are constructing things in such a way where the outcome is winning, everyone is more likely to accept maybe a different role than maybe they had in mind. And so all of, the th- all of those things combined, it's a big question mark. It's a gigantic mystery and one that we might not even get solved during preseason. You know, it's kind of crazy to think about as I'm recording this on Wednesday, you know, we are five days, yeah, five days or four days when you listen to this on Thursday away from seeing this team in action. Monday, October 3rd uh, against the uh, Memphis Grizzlies on the road in Memphis. And so um, first off, as a Magic fan, that's really exciting. But also as we kind of are un- unveiling these mysteries and unraveling them, I guess I should say, um, that first night in Memphis is, is going to answer some of the questions but I don't think it's going to answer all, you know, I think if you remember back to last season, Jamal Mosley really took advantage of preseason as an opportunity to test a lot of different lineups, uh, not just starting lineups, but lineups during the games. And so I fully expect to see that a lot over the course of this preseason. 
not just the core guys that we have, but also like, like I mentioned, some of those, you know, fringe guys, the exhibit 10 guys, um, potential G league guys, non-guaranteed guys, all that group expect to see them a lot, um, at different, different points over the course of the preseason to kind of determine where they stand as well. Uh, when it comes to, you know, the G league or, you know, some of the last couple roster spots with the magic. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Looking at some other mysteries on this team, uh, when it comes down to individual players, there's a ton of them. There's a ton of them, which again kind of you know contributes to my theory that the Magic are the most mysterious team coming into the 2022-23 NBA season. And the first player, obviously, is Jonathan Isaac. Um, you can't think of mysteries on the Magic without thinking about Jonathan Isaac. Um, it's been once, I guess now already, it's been over two years since we've seen Jonathan Isaac on the basketball floor in a game which is impossible to uh, to understand and to believe in a lot of ways. I would have never believed that if you said that two years ago. Luckily, it does seem that he is genuinely closer now than he has ever been uh, to playing you know meaningful basketball for for the Orlando Magic. But it's a huge mystery, not just about the past. You know, the past is, is a mystery, but the past is in the past. There's nothing we can do about it. We don't know exactly why it's taken this long. You know, we've heard some things. Uh, as far as, you know, a couple minor setbacks, all those things. Uh, but going forward is just as much, if not an even bigger mystery. You know, what does Jonathan Isaac look like when we do see him on the floor uh, at some point over the course of, of this season? You know, is he the player that he was? Is there some regression because he's been off of a basketball floor for two years? Or, you know, has this rehab process 
has it has he improved in some other areas of his game that maybe he, he wouldn't have otherwise and so he's better in other ways when we see him at some point this season gigantic mystery um but also it's it's a it's a big barometer for this team right if jonathan isaac comes in this season and is playing lights out uh he will be a gigantic addition to this roster even though when you look at you know body type he he already there are other guys on this roster that are similar in size uh similar in role and in position uh but each one of them is very different and jonathan isaac is is no exception jonathan isaac isn't is an incredible defender if you've listened to the show you know we talk about how good jonathan isaac is i maybe i should say was two years ago defensively for this team um and so having a guy like him that can guard multiple positions, be a genuine rim protector when he needs to be. And then also we've seen flashes of his offensive game. All of that to say, what will he look like when he comes back? Gigantic mystery uh, for this team. I think Markel is another big, big question mark, big mystery coming into this season. Obviously, he's coming off of his own injury. We did see him for uh, 18 games, maybe something like that, you know, coming at the end of last season. But on a, a gigantic minutes restriction, a very hard 20-minute minutes restriction. And so what is he going to look like this season with a whole offseason to kind of re- regain his momentum as a basketball player, regain his his uh, game shape, game fitness, and then, you know, uh, have, have a full training camp? You know, well, that's not true. He's not there for training camp. I forgot about the toe. Unbelievable. Uh, so scratch that off the list. That's a bummer. Just kidding. But once he is back, and and that is supposed to be a very minor injury that he has now, we do expect him to be back within a couple of weeks. Um, but once he is back, because uh, he did get a lot of time this summer with some of the, some of the guys on the team. Once he is back, what does he look like? Um, a lot of us, myself included, do assume that he is going to be the starting point guard of this team. Um, but you know, we'll see. Obviously, once he comes back from injury, what what that looks like. But I also think it's a lot of fun to imagine him alongside Paolo. And alongside, you know, year two of Franz and and those kinds of things. And so I, I think uh, Markel is a gigantic mystery for this team. Uh, but when Markel goes, the Magic go. And that's just a statistical fact. When Markel has good games, the Magic are are in a better position to win. And so he's he's very good at making other people really good. And so excited to see what he looks like. But it's a big mystery. Uh, uh, maybe the mystery that will get the most national attention for the Orlando Magic this season is Paolo. You know, obviously, when you go number one overall, all eyes are going to be on you every step of the way. Um, and especially, you know, a guy like Paolo who went to Duke and and maybe on draft night, it kind of surprised some people that he went number one, even though a lot of people assumed he was probably the best player in the draft, at least at the time of draft. You know, some people believe there are other guys that have higher ceilings, you know, Chet, maybe Jabari. Uh, but most people thought, you know, the highest floor in this draft is Paolo. And so with that's going to come a lot of eyes. Uh, with that's going to come a lot of scrutiny. There are going to be nights where Paolo doesn't play well. And, you know, the national media is going to have something to say about it, rightly or wrongly. But then there, there are going to be nights when Paolo plays really, really well. And the national media are going to be all over it in a good way. And so all that to say, anytime there's a rookie that comes into this league, especially the higher they're drafted, the more question marks are going to be, the more pressure there's going to be. Anytime a rookie comes into this league, it's a mystery. You know, I don't care who you are, what you do. You know, if if you are a high draft pick, you're still a mystery. You know, we haven't seen you play NBA basketball. Who knows what you're going to look like until we actually see you. 
and Powell is no exception to that. So gigantic mystery for Powell. I'm not worried about it. I think most of, of Magic fans out there are not worried about it at all based on what we've seen in Summer League and, and obviously going back to his college days. Powell's going to be okay, but he's still a mystery. How good will he be is the question. We know the floor is there. What's the ceiling? We'll start to see that over the course of this season. I think Franz is a, is a, is a question mark. You know, I think uh, Franz somewhat announced himself to the league last season. Unfortunately, not to everybody. Some people kind of missed the memo on that. Uh, but what does year two Franz look like? Um, he he had a fantastic rookie season, and so it's not he's not someone that it's a it's a mystery in a bad way. It's just a mystery of like what's his next step, right? Like how good can Franz really really be? Um, a lot of us think he can be really dang good. And so year two Franz is going to be really exciting to see. Um, where does he improve his game? Obviously, he's a, he's a very well-rounded basketball player. Uh, but you do expect players to take a step in year two in, in certain areas of their game. And, and we don't really know what that's going to be for Franz. You know, what areas is he going to improve in? And so that's a big mystery. Um, do we see maybe a different... Uh, a different level of aggression from Franz. I think that was one of the things that'll, that Magic fans, you know, if they had to gripe about something with Franz, it, it was he lacked uh, assertion, if that's a word, I think. He wasn't always assertive, maybe is a better way to put it, um, in, in games, especially offensively. We thought there were a lot of times last season where he was playing well or in a, in a groove, and then it would just kind of die off. And whether that was by design from the coaching staff or just, you know, a lack of assertiveness that's the word i was looking for earlier assertiveness from franz i think that's something that we'd like to see we saw some of that you know in Eurobasket with germany he took some uh, very confident shots over the course of that tournament some of them went in some of them didn't um and so that that'll be interesting to see you know when he's got his full arsenal of players around him uh with the magic um how assertive is he um but at the same time we also know franz is a very capable creator and distributor of the basketball too and so Finding that line between assertive going and getting a shot and creating for others, that's going to be interesting to see and definitely a mystery for Franz. I think of the two rookies last season, though, the bigger mystery is Jalen Suggs. Jalen will be the first to tell you that uh, offensively, it was not the rookie season he uh, would have hoped for. I think he did a lot of things really, really well. Um, I think obviously the biggest disappointment for him last season was shooting percentages. Um, and so that's a mystery coming into year two for Jalen. You know, what does Jalen's offensive game look like defensively? There's very little mystery with Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs is a terrific defender and was a terrific defender as a rookie. And so it's incredible to think about what he could be like as a defender going forward over the course of the rest of his career. But offensively is the question mark. That's the mystery. What are we going to see out, out of Jalen in year two? Um, does his style of play change? You know, he's a a very um, uh, north-south kind of player. You know, he's he's constantly kind of going at um, defenders, going into the into the paint at the rim. Um, unfortunately, had a lot of turnovers as well because of that. Um, and a lot of those turnovers were un turnovers were unforced. A lot of um, kind of just dribble mistakes and and you know ball slipping out of his hand or dribbling off his foot or knee or whatever it might be. And so can he tighten that up? Uh, can he improve his shooting stroke? And that's one thing that, you know, we need to see from a lot of guys this season is, is improved shooting because of the distributors that we're going to have, you know, in, in games. You know, we talk about Markel. We didn't have Markel for most of the season last year. We talked about Franz being a better playmaker potentially this season. And obviously 
the the newest addition when it comes to this type of player is Paolo. Paolo is a very capable distributor of the basketball, both uh, off the dribble and you know you know posting guys up, finding guys out of double teams. And so having Jalen become a stronger spot up shooter is going to be very important, as well as other guys. But specifically talking about Jalen here, that's a big mystery. Can he improve in that department? I think Mo Bamba is a very big mystery nationally. I think uh, a lot of Orlando Magic fans feel like we kind of know who Mo Bamba is as a basketball player and what he brings, but nationally Mo Bamba is still a recognized name. Maybe it's because of the song. I don't know. Uh, But a lot of, you know, at least fans of other teams that I'm friends of or friends with, you know, they're very aware of Mo Bamba um, and they sometimes have a different picture of Mo Bamba in, in their heads than what he actually is or has been at least for the Magic. And I think a lot of people think there's still a lot of uh, unreached potential, which I agree, by the way. I think there is still another level that Mo Bamba can reach. The question is, and the mystery is, will he reach it? You know, especially this season, we've already talked about kind of the log jam that we have and, and some of the big, uh, big roles on this team. Um, and so where does Mo Bamba fit in that? Does Mo Bamba fit in that? Yeah, you know, I think he definitely fits into it, but at what level? Um, and then when he does get the playing time, what does he do with it? You know, what kind of player can we expect to see out of Mobamba over the course of the season? That's a big mystery. Maybe the biggest mystery of all, though, is Bowl freaking Bowl. Yeah, I said it. Bowl Bowl. One of the things I think we talked about on, on the, the show after Media Day that really surprised us was the chatter about Bowl Bowl within this team. Even going back to last week, I think it was last week when we had Jeff Turner on the show. When he talked about uh, this exact category, he talked about the bigs. You know, he listed off, I I don't remember the the players, but it was like, when you talk about Franz and Paolo and Wendell and Bull Bull. Bull Bull was like the fourth guy that Jeff Turner mentioned. That's... That's something that's that's not an accident. Let's be very clear. There are plenty of other guys that come to magic fans minds when we talk about bigs on this team before bowl bowl. But Jeff Turner said bowl bowl number four. Uh, when when you hear about Terrence Ross on his podcast talking about bowl bowl, he's hyping him up. We heard some guys talking at media day as well. I don't know what that means. You know, for, for someone like bowl bowl, uh, I, I don't want to downplay him, obviously, but his career has not. Uh, he hasn't started at a very high level, right? So naturally, uh, a big improvement or a very different looking bull bull could mean a lot of things. It could be a small jump into a NBA role player, which he really hasn't ever been, or it could be a gigantic jump into a very solid contributor onto it on a team. And so that's a gigantic mystery, not just within you know the Magic fan base and the organization, but nationally. Bull Bull is a very nationally known name, in large part perhaps due to you know his family. Uh, but still, when a guy that's seven foot three or whatever it is gets drafted, he's always going to have some attention, especially a seven foot three guy that can handle the ball and, and spot up from three point land and, and everything in between. He's naturally going to get some attention, and so I think he's a gigantic mystery. Excuse me, when it comes to specific players on this team, Bull Bull is probably the biggest mystery of all, especially at a national level. I think a lot of people are very interested and intrigued in Bull Bull, and I am too. But once again, the logjam in, in the big positions for the Orlando Magic is going to be very interesting to see if Bull Bull can find a way in. 
Uh, a lot of jokes on social media have been about the big lineup that the Magic can deploy if they wanted to, you know, like Franz as the point guard and, you know, the point forward essentially, but we'll call him the one, you know, maybe it's like Franz, Paolo, J.I., uh, Bull Bull, and Mo Bamba. Like people have joked about that. It's really fun to think about. I don't know if Mosley would ever throw that out there. I think it'd be a lot of fun, uh, but it's kind of crazy to think about. But, you know, does Bobo find a way to get meaningful minutes on this team? I don't know, but that's a gigantic mystery. And the more people talk about it within the team, the more it makes you wonder if there's a chance that he does. Another mystery. What is this team's outlook this season? I, and I don't mean the players. Um, I don't mean, you know, the fans. I mean... Is this team capable of competing or is this team merely capable of tanking again? And I don't think at no point do I think the players or the coaching staff are interested in tanking. I think everything we heard from the media day was 100% genuine. This team believes that they can compete at minimum at a play-in level. I think they're right. But we haven't seen this team healthy we haven't seen them fully together and we haven't seen them against the rest of the league and so uh, that's a mystery is this team good enough to compete for that play-in spot or better or is this another season where we get halfway through and we look at the standings and we go this is a good draft class and and we use that dreaded t-word tanking i it's a mystery there's a lot of people that believe this is still a bad basketball team and vegas is part of that by the way uh, a lot of people think this team is is going to be in the lottery again next year. But the people that are closest to the team, the players, the coaching staff, by some measures, even the front office, you know, Jeff is very tight-lipped, obviously, but he, he talked about um, competing this year. Um, and then obviously Magic fans who tend to be optimistic, in, in, at least most people, most Magic fans, there are a lot of very pessimistic Magic fans, and rightfully so. But a lot of people believe this team is ready to take take a step, and really kind of goes back to the, the the last mystery, which is was this team last year actually better than their record? You know, one of the phrases you've heard us talk about on this show is this was probably a thirty to thirty three win team stuck in a twenty two uh, win team's body. If that makes sense, with all the injuries and the tanking and the COVID and everything, it all added up um, to uh, be a twenty to win team. Um, but then also you think about some of the close games that this team played in and on and on and on. You've heard it all if you've listened to the show for a while. But all that adds up. And so um, does it add up to this being a competitive team this season? I don't know. It, that's a, a gigantic mystery. Uh, among all the other ones, I'm convinced the Orlando Magic are the most mysterious team going into the 2022-2023 season. Change my mind. It's going to be an interesting one for sure. The last thing I want to talk about today I have a bone to pick with the National Basketball Association. All right. The NBA this week um, unveiled their um, new look app. Now, the NBA has had an app for a long time, uh, but it got, an, it got a facelift, got an upgrade, and it looks great. I'm not going to lie. It looks really good. It's very clean, very intuitive. I haven't been on it a ton, but I haven't, I haven't encountered any bugs or anything, so no complaints, no complaints in that department. Where I have a complaint... Uh, Sometime, whether it was when they rolled out this new update or, or recently over the last several months, they've added um, several new um, Orlando Magic Classic games. If you're not familiar, the NBA app, and I think even also NBA.com, you can go back and watch a select few 
of classic NBA games. They have them, you know, sorted by team. So you can watch classic Atlanta Hawks games or classic uh, Sacramento Kings games and classic Orlando Magic games. And so um, with this unveiling of the, the app, and I believe at some point, like I said, they added more of these games. I was really excited to go on there and see what games were added. Would you believe this? Listen to what I'm about to tell you. This is unbelievable. The NBA app has one Orlando Magic game after 2003. Okay, it's got several 2003 and earlier. It's got several ones from the 90s, which is great. It's got several TMAC games, which is great. It has one game after 2003, basically one game after the TMAC era. Would you believe what game it is? You could take 25 guesses, maybe more, and you would never guess it. The one game after 2003 that they have on this application is the Serge Ibaka game winner against Oklahoma City in 2016. Pause for dramatic effect. What are we doing? Are we just going to pretend that the Dwight era didn't happen? No games with Dwight Howard in Orlando Magic uniform? Are you kidding me? Two straight years of incredible playoff performances in 2009 where you go to the finals, 2010 where you go to the Eastern Conference Finals. You don't have one of those games in there. That Cleveland series was unbelievable. Even not just for, you know, for the Magic, even just put it up there for LeBron and his performances. He was unreal in that series. There's not one of those. Or even regular season games. What was it, 2006? The game against the Spurs, the Dwight Dunk? As great as that Dwight Dunk was, by the way, what gets lost in that is the fact that that was probably the greatest regular season Orlando Magic game of all time. That game was unbelievable, an unbelievable comeback in the second half against the the Spurs, who were champions. Or I think back to like 2011, uh, the game in Miami where we were down like a million. And Jason Richardson hit like 700 threes. And Gilbert Arenas hit a couple. I think we were down like 28, 27, something like that, and came back to win. That was unbelievable. 26 maybe. That that game couldn't be on there? Or if you wanted to do one from that 2016 type era, you have the game uh, with the uh, – holds another OKC game, game against the Thunder, where you had the fast break dunk to win it. That's not – that's you could have put that one in there. You could have put Vooch's turnaround game winner against the Lakers. Uh, you could have put – you know, the what about the DJ Augustine game winner against the Raptors in the playoffs? What are we doing? And don't – it's not because, you know, they, they only include classic games from – you know, back when never know, they've got classic games within the last couple of years that are already on there. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Ah, oh, it's frustrating. I don't understand it. I don't know who to tell. So if you find out who's in charge of that and you want to add them on Twitter or whatever, like go for it. It makes no sense. I don't understand. I just had to get that off my chest. That was kind of weighing me down the last couple of days since since the app got the facelift and I was browsing through. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But anyway, I had to share that with you. Uh, but for real, it is cool to go back and watch some of those older games from the 90s, especially if, if you're younger like me. Um, you know, I wasn't old enough to remember those games or even really watch them. And so it's, it is definitely cool to go back and watch those. So I definitely encourage you to do that. Oh, a lot of mystery 
folks. A lot of mystery coming up with this season, but in, you know, fortunately for us, those mysteries are not going to last too much longer. Like I said, preseason right around the corner, starting Monday night. It's going to be so exciting. I'm so pumped. Uh, we still haven't heard, at least I haven't seen from Valley Sports Florida, what their broadcast schedule is going to look like. Um, typically, they don't broadcast those early preseason games, um, but definitely, hopefully, the the last couple at least might be broadcast. But then, obviously, once you get in the regular season, we'll be covered there. So, as far as broadcast for those games, might be slim pickings. Might be looking around for, um, you know, maybe Memphis will be broadcasting, or maybe it'll be a feed from within the arena on League Pass or whatever. But either way, really exciting to get to see this team in action very soon. It's not too far away. We've almost almost made it. Reminder again, uh, get your tickets for that preseason game on October 14th to sit in kind of the six-man show fan section at fivo.me slash six-man show. Definitely follow us on all uh, social media platforms. If you don't follow us, you're missing out. We post a lot of content, a lot of updates um, on our Twitter account, Instagram. Definitely follow us there. If you're watching on YouTube, please definitely hit that subscribe button. We're really, really close to some pretty cool milestones, and we're really excited for all the awesome content we're going to get to bring this season and what should be a really exciting one, but full of mystery for right now. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Six Man Show. Jonathan, Luke, miss you guys. Looking forward to have you back on the next episode. But until next time, you have been listening to the Six Man Show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoy the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!